Hey, thanks for tuning in again to Deconstructing the Myth Season 3, a season full of conversations about how to move forward with life during and after deconstruction. Today, I chat with Sydney Davis Jr. Jr., host of the podcast Growing Up Fundy, comedian, and overall really just an interesting person. I really enjoyed hearing her unique deconstruction story and how it's inspired her to have her own podcast and have hundreds of conversations with other people about deconstruction all over the spiritual spectrum. Hi, Sydney. Thank Hello, you Lance. for being How here. You? Well, I'm great because we just had a podcast episode already. <laughs> we you interviewed did. me for your show. So I, I feel like you know me a lot. And now I get to figure out more about you, which is great. But you are Sydney Davis Jr. Jr. And the first thing yes, I got to know is why two juniors? So I have so many stories that I tell people because I've had that since I was like in 11th grade. I tell people that Sammy Davis Jr. was my grandpa, but nobody believes me because I'm a ginger. I tell people that my dad wrote Jr. on my birth certificate and then like crosses it out because he didn't like his handwriting and wrote it again, but he didn't cross it out well enough. Um, I tell people a million different stories. But the truth is a little boring, but it's the truth. Um, So I started stand-up when I was 16 years old. I was in the 11th grade. And my friend Tony and I were the only teenagers in the whole city. We were in Chicago who did it. So we got invited to be on Chicago Public Radio. And before we went live, the the DJ, who I still know, I'm still friends with, um, he said, what's your stage name? Mm -hmm. And I was like, what is that? And he's like, what's your comedy name? What's the name you only go by as a comedian? Um, And my favorite movie at the time is called Everything is Illuminated. And Mm. it's uh, based on a book by Jonathan Saffron Foer. But the dog in the movie was named Sammy Davis Jr. Jr. So in a moment, like I was just like put on the spot, you know, kind of wigging out. I'm like, uh, Sydney Davis Jr. Jr. And he goes, Jr. Jr. I like that. I like that. That sounds good. And I changed it on Facebook. And you know that once you put something on Facebook, it's just official. Right. And that's just that's the whole story. It named after a dog. Every once in a while, somebody will get on Reddit or on YouTube and be like, is that what I think it is? Is that a reference to that movie? And I'm like, yes, it is. Someone knows. Yeah. I love that. That's super cool. So, yeah. Can you, man, I, okay, let me start off by saying you reached out to me to be on your podcast, which super stroked my ego because <laughs> like you, when you do the interviewing a lot, I don't know, I really am interested in the people that I reach out to. Totally. And totally. so to be reached out to, I was like, oh, wow. Like, you know, oh, she thinks she likes my podcast. And so <laughs> then when I started looking into like what your podcast is about and who you are, I was like, I want her on my podcast because I just... I don't know. I think it's so cool what you're doing. I think we are similar in a lot of ways. We've talked about this on the last, um, on our last discussion, but we're kind of like opposite, but well, I, in my words, opposite, but symmetrical. I think you said like parallel and it's really neat to see. Yeah. What we're doing. And you are, you interview so many people from so many different positions theologically and, um, and you also do comedy, which blows my mind. Like to be funny on the spot is a skill I can only aspire to. Like I am super in awe. I watched some of your stuff and I was like, she is funny. And like, I don't know how to do that. So I I think I'm funny. And then my husband's like, you need to remember that you think you're funny. Like, (laughs) listen though, listen though, when we're done here, I will send you a link to my very first show ever. Okay. (laughs) I'll send you a link. And your first question will likely be, has anyone ever gotten through this? Is this like I tell people all the time I got lucky because I started at that age where you don't think that anything can ever go wrong. You're just like, yeah, I'm hilarious, of course. And but you also look like you're 12. So people aren't going to not laugh. You know, they're going to be nice to you. We the parallels continue because this is how I got started in music. That's what I'm I saying. So I you know, was so good. I thought Dude, I was so good. That's the cringiest part about the whole video is the material sucks. Um, but like I'm like <laughs> Miss Sass, like Miss Crushing it up here. Like yeah, I'm so funny. That's the worst part about the whole video. I do is that I'm it. so cocky, right? <laughs> so yes, I have been doing stand up for 15 years, but I've only been enjoying 
my content that I create <laughs> for like like real generous five years, real generous five years. It's been a rough go, but but you know it's out there, and I can't take it down because it's not on my account. So oh, it's just you. it's out there. Yeah, and the the funny thing is the funny thing is I looked a lot different as a teenager than I do now. Really, and I've dated people much different. Um, and I've dated people who were like, hey, did you know there's another Sydney um, out there who does stand up, but she's really fat and she's really bad. And I'm like, what? I'm like, that uh, I was me. And they're like, I no, no, imagine. she's like bad. And I'm like, no. did she have a joke about this and this and this? And they're like, oh, oh, that, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. That was you. That's terrible. That's oh, the worst no. material I've ever heard. Oh, no. Man, I'm super curious now. I'm, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll straight up send you the link for sure. It'll burn your eyes, but it's fine. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready for it. Okay. Well, why don't you introduce yourself to our community and tell us about who you are and and your spiritual backgrounds? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, my name is Sydney. Oh, I've never been on this side of the podcast before. This is weird. Fantastic. (laughs) Um, uh, which is one of the reasons why I reached out to you because I know exactly what that feels like, and I really wanted to know your story. And I was like, I bet nobody's ever asked her. Um, but nope. I, let me answer your question. Um, <laughs> so my name's Sydney. I grew up in Northwest Arkansas. My claim to fame is that I knew the Duggars growing up. Um, we went to the same church. We had the same piano teacher, shopped at the same Aldi, uh, went to AQ Chicken House on 25 Cent Kid Night, right? Like that is, it, of all the things I've accomplished in my life, that is the thing people are the most interested in. Oh <laughs> like you, you tell them you're a comedian, you tell them you got a podcast, you tell them this, you tell them that, you tell them you knew the Duggars and they're like, excuse <gasps> me. I would like to know more about this. Um, So I grew up Southern Baptist. I would say non-denominational in our house. Um, Like in the household, we were non-denominational, but we typically attended baptist churches the most um we we dabbled a little bit my mom called us religion whores which when i was a kid i didn't know you weren't allowed to say the word like a whore so i would say i'd be like yeah we're religion whores and i my friend's parents would just be shook um yeah well so we've tried a little bit everything i went to an anglican church once i went to a catholic church once or twice i went to a russian orthodox church once but like in terms of going all the time baptist was how we identified and that was the belief system i I grew up in um Mm. and so i never really felt like i fit in in youth group i remember like i had one or two friends that were really good friends and like my childhood friend went to church with me but i think we were friends first and then she started coming to our church kind of thing Mm. i just i remember never really feeling like i ever fit in in the youth group um i liked it i enjoyed it but i never i was never one of those kids that like went on the mission trips with them and went on the camping trips with them and did i just didn't really i never felt that close to them the closest i ever went to was a church camp a couple summers in a row and i uh i have a trophy because i knew the story of (laughs) esther better than anyone else thank you veggie tales um and so that's kind of where it started was I was like I know that I like these guys but I just don't feel like them um Mm. at all and I don't really I would like to get to know them but I don't feel like we really have that much in common um but I could never really identify what it was but I stayed um very I stayed pretty devoutly religious until I was in my 20s like even through college even out of college um I did I worked at Second City I still I still work there technically but um I did a lot of shows at Second City and one of the most popular ones that I did was on a Sunday morning which still to this day shocks me I'm like I don't know if it wasn't for that show I would not have been up that early on a Sunday (laughs) but I remember like immediately after that I would go down to the street to Moody Church which is like a huge church up there I would go I would do some stand-up I would do some storytelling and then I would immediately go to church to the point where other comedians um would be like hey where are we going for brunch oh Sydney's got to go to church like she's Hmm. going like they were always super cool about it which you you wouldn't think um and that I just had a lot of questions. There were just a lot of things that didn't make sense. And I had had questions for years. You know, like even at my most devout, we would look at at fundy families like the Duggars mm. and be like, well, they're they're a little weird. You know, like they're, yeah. they're a little weird. Like we're going to let them do their thing. But that's like they do church at home now. That's kind of strange. Like sometimes mm-hmm. uh, we're Baptists, but some Baptists don't know when to stop having babies like (laughs) you know like even then we were like yeah they're they're just they're this was before they were big reality tv stars they were just kind of strange but we loved them like that's fine like they're they are children of christ just like we are Mm. um but stuff just really didn't make sense like 
does the and and of course this was before i'd actually really read the bible too i've noticed that there's a big difference in who people are either religiously or anti-religiously after they've read the bible versus before Mm, and so i remember being like surely the bible doesn't say gays aren't allowed to go to heaven because some of the nicest people i knew were gay at at the age where i knew what that meant or like surely you know god wouldn't send the babies in africa who don't know about him to hell just because Mm, they don't know about him like is it really our job to make sure everybody knows about God in order to go to heaven? Like, would he really send them to hell? And I remember once somebody was talking about the ridiculousness of Catholicism and limbo and like unbaptized babies go to limbo. There's no such thing. Mm. And I remember thinking like, that actually makes a lot more sense. Like that you wouldn't send unbaptized babies to hell. Like even though as Baptists, we didn't baptize infants. We get baptized when we're ready to like accept the Lord Jesus into our heart as like our savior. Um, a lot of things just didn't make sense. So I always had questions. And then when I got to college, I went to college on a debate scholarship. And I started to ask myself, like, why is it that every weekend I'm challenging people, I'm forcing them to have source after source, prove this point, prove your opinion. You can't say anything without me being allowed to cross-examine you. Ask for sources. I'm allowed to say that your source isn't good enough. Give me a better one. I'm allowed to say Mm. that your source doesn't hold up. I need a a more established source, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And yet the most important aspect of my life, my eternal salvation, I don't require, Mm. I don't require any evidence. In fact, the entire basis of our belief system is just believing, just mm, having faith. And yeah. I started to wonder about that. I was like, how can I, how can I, what's the word I'm looking for? Not rectify, but how can I, how can I justify mm. those two behaviors? How can I yeah. be like so proud of my ability to prove points and have evidence for everything and not allow myself or anybody else to get away with not being able to answer questions and then every sunday be like i don't need proof i don't Mm. need to see it i don't need like what all i need is one source and it's this bible right here that i haven't even read cover to cover yeah (laughs) right yeah um and so uh, again i stayed pretty devout until i was 24 25 and I had a lot of questions and I got in trouble for asking some questions and I started to worry that, you know, I'm not quite sure how it was when you were growing up, but when I was growing up, we were taught um, that the devil will try to tempt you away from God. He will Mm. make you question God. He will make you question your faith. The the secular world will start to look real good. It'll start to look real good. And and it will, and it will be good, and you'll see a lot of people having fun, and you'll wonder, like, why can't I be a part of that too? What? And you will start to question God, but don't let the devil get you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as I got older, and I started to have what I like to think are very legitimate questions about what I was being told, part of my brain was like, that's a great question. And then the other part of me was, that's the devil that they warned mm. you about, and you're failing the test. This is the moment. Oh, man. Right. This is the moment they were telling you would come and you are failing the test. And I'm not quite sure, like perhaps during your periods of deconstruction you went through, you might have felt the same thing. I've talked to a lot of people on my podcast who've gone through the same thing. There's a moment right before you decide not to be religious, even if it's just temporarily, Mm -hmm. where you actually swing the other way and you like cling to religion as hard as Mm. you possibly can. You post those Bible verses on social media. You download the apps that send you a different one every single day. You get a devotional off of Amazon. You like highlight parts of the Bible because you're so scared of the questions that you're asking yourself being Satan tempting you that Mm. you're like, no, not today, Satan, not today, Satan, like get out of my head. You're not going to do this um and so that's kind of what i was going through is i was going to church to be seen at church by god and by satan i I don't Mm. remember anything we talked about i don't remember the lessons i don't feel like i learned anything new i wasn't more encouraged to read the bible necessarily i was just going to be like see see i'm not one of them i'm not i'm not one of the doubters wow yeah and then i tried shrooms (laughs) please tell this story because i heard this in your one of your episodes, you go into this, and I'm like, I got to hear more about and this. And then I tried shrooms. So I thought for sure at like the age of 24 or 25 that I was a Southern Republican Baptist young woman. Could have sworn. 
and, and you know this was like prior to like 2016 when like being part of those one of those two parties was like such a crazy insane like identity to have mm, yeah um, right. <laughs> and uh like it means something totally different now mm. and then i tried shrooms and have you ever smoked weed i have not you're not still okay. so <laughs> still weed, pretty sheltered in all ways <laughs> so, well to give you just kind of the spark notes weed makes you real dumb but in a very pleasant way when you have questions when you're smoking weed and you have questions and you write them down and you read them the next morning they are the dumbest questions <laughs> you've like you know those memes where it's like oh is the world round or like are we <laughs> round and the world's flat you know it's just like dumb shit um yeah and uh but when i was on shrooms first thing i noticed was all of the existential questions i was having were related to religion hmm. every single one of them every now i did have other moments where like for example i had this beautiful experience where i looked at myself in the mirror and i got to see what i look like to everybody else i didn't uh -huh. see me the way i see me i saw what i look like to everybody else and it's wild the things that you don't realize you emphasize that aren't true. Huh. Tell me about like, this. Like, let's yeah. take a little side note for a second. Yeah. yeah. So, for example, when I look in the mirror, I'm worried about, like, do my eyebrows look ridiculous? Mm. Do I have a blemish? Do I look fat today? Like, am I, you know, does this outfit flatter me? Yeah. When I looked in the mirror in this movie theater, and it turns out I would find out later I was in that bathroom for a while. <laughs> Did not know that. Um, I Looking in the at, mirror. <laughs> literally, that's I was like I was like having a pep talk. Um, I realized like the things that other people focus on totally different. Like when I saw hmm. myself, I was like, wow, first of all, real short. Like, I knew that. I knew the number, but I didn't. I've never, you know, I've always been this height. So everything's yeah. always been the height that it is. Like, I've, I'm full size to me. But yeah. I got to see, like, one, just how short I am, which was wild. Oh. Um, two, all the stuff that I thought was, like, the first thing people notice about me was not there. It was other stuff. Uh. It was, like, I had big eyes. I had nice hair. I was really short. Like, I, <laughs> like, all the, the different things that yeah. people just observe when they look at you um just wildly different and then i realized also in that moment i was like i am a brain hmm. like i'm the brain this body that i'm in that's not me i'm the brain the thoughts the controls the everything that's going on up here like i am what's floating around in this membrane up here and this is just a body that's been doing what i told it to do for 30 years wow yeah. and that's what yeah. i was doing in the mirror i was i was like we got this uh. like we're a team like we're a team and it, it just occurred to me that like everything that i know to be me was actually the consciousness all up here and the rest was mm. just the the robot body doing what i've told it to do and i just remember being like wow you have done everything i've asked oh for like they're like you're the best sweet. and that's when my friend opened the door and was like are you coming out you have been in there for a minute the movie started <laughs> um but i started asking myself questions about religion like later when mm. i got home when the movie was over i was back home in the safety comfort of my snuggie and and i wrote down the questions because i was like wow these it's hard to describe but you literally feel like a part of your brain that has been closed your whole life opens up and mm. like leaks and you you love what it's leaking but it's a bunch of like questions ideas thoughts images and and that like opening up is what you're like oh this is what i look like oh this is like i'm a brain i'm i'm you know and it sounds like psychobabble but it's it's a wonderful experience but the questions were really tough questions hmm. you know like why would god do this why <clears throat> yeah. would he say that like if this is true then that means this is also true mm. do you actually believe that this is a thing would you like tell other people with all sincerity that this is how things are going to go if so like it was just all these existential questions and basically even though i'd all i shrooms did not ask the questions for me they didn't allow me to lock them away hmm. i'd had the questions the whole time and hmm. conscious sober me was like nope 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 not thinking about it nope we're just gonna leave those there shrooms me was like no we're not here we go floodgates hmm. open. floodgates open whether or not you ignore these tomorrow when you feel better is up to you, but you're not going to 
because you're yeah. gonna be real disturbed for the next few days oh my goodness so it was weird because it was like the most beautiful experience i've ever had in my entire life and also just an entirely life-changing experience at the same time like yeah most beautiful experience i like i'm not telling people to do shrooms but <laughs> i had a fantastic experience because of like the mental you know it, it has a lot to do with like yeah. make sure you're in a safe space with people you can trust and all that um yeah but i could no longer deny how i was feeling what i was thinking mm. the questions that i had now even then i didn't admit to myself that i was an atheist because that's such a loaded word yeah, yeah. um and you know a lot like being democrat being republican being atheist being christian a lot of people like to treat it as though if you claim you're one of them you agree with everything which mm, I don't think is yep. true, which is why I call myself an agnostic atheist because I'm agnostic. I am very solid in my beliefs as an atheist, but if I saw what I needed to see, I would change my mind. Mm, I'm not yeah. I'm not like plug my ears, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to hear anything you have to say. I just, I have seen, it's, it's like as you described in the last episode, I've seen enough evidence to know that I believe I'm an atheist, but I'm yeah. also open to evidence of the contrary if it were to exist yeah i'm not like ride or die yeah i have a question real fast before you go on yeah. so when you were in the state of having the questions come to you yeah. what were you like a f- how did you feel as they were coming was there a fear or was there nothing like was that no. not present they were being asked to me by my voice but i wasn't huh. asking them it oh, was like hey girl so out of curiosity <laughs> like <laughs> uh hey girl, it's me. it would be so fun if it was yeah it's like hey girl it's me the one you've been locking away for like 15 years um i'm here and i have some quick thoughts it was very peaceful it wasn't confrontational at all it wasn't like oh yeah if you think you're so smart what about this oh got you it was like okay uh, the voice was very much like have you ever been talking to somebody and you realize they're crazy, like a stranger <laughs> in public. And you're like, oh, this conversation is taking a turn that I didn't expect, but now I have to stand here and entertain it. Like, mm, wonderful. Can't wait for my train to get here or whatever, you know, like, oh boy. You know, like maybe it's a cashier and they're like, how's your day? And you're like, great. How's yours? And they're like, well, if my dog uh, is yeah. not, and you're like, okay, this is how, that's very <laughs> much how the come. voice was, which was like, that's cool um, that you believe all this. <laughs> wonderful. Proud of you. Love it. Uh, but... <laughs> you know um and it was wild because my friend told me that i was like looking in one direction like this and then looking in the next direction like this and oh. then like it, like he could see the face when i'm asking the question and the face when i'm like having my realization where i'm like that's a good question like huh. mm-hmm. Hmm. and he's he just like stepped back and like let me do my thing he was like cooking he's like we're just gonna eat whether she's in a good vibe or not um and so and so the next morning like I couldn't deny the questions, but I also didn't want to anymore. Yeah. Never uh, again did I ever want so to deny good. the questions. It was so interesting. I I truly feel like I woke up a different person. I woke mm. up perfectly okay, not calling myself a Christian anymore. Perfectly okay with the fact that I was actually far more left than I was right. Mm. Um, I woke up perfectly okay with the fact that that I had, in a sense, been lied to for a very Mm. long time um and i wouldn't say okay with it more like i had come to terms with it and i was like okay these are the cards we've been dealt it is up to us from now on to decide what we're gonna do now Hmm. like if i continue to lie i know now that i'm a liar Hmm. you know at least before i really thought i was telling myself the truth but now if i continue to lie i'll never forget that now i'm a liar if that makes sense and when you say us, do you mean like you and your body? Is that still what you're talking about? Or what? Yeah. 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 Like yeah. us as brain. in like the consciousness I like met that night and yeah. like my morality and my actions, I guess. That's so interesting. My goodness. And it's funny. I didn't know nothing about shrooms, but I do have a friend who's like, she said the same thing. She's like, you, she's like, I think in like 50 years, they're going to, it's going to be a thing that like is required like is required for people to understand themselves and like yes anyway so yeah it's really interesting um man so much so much there yeah so and then so how long between that experience and you starting your podcast how long of a time was there years so i didn't start my podcast until last christmas um 
so so many episodes what in the world i know because i can't tell people no because i can't i when people are like i'm available next thursday i'm like me too and i look at thursday and i've got like six people like i'm i'm available i'm here um so that so i had had questions for years but the day after i woke up from that experience i made the decision i was no longer religious i was like mm. done we're done we have the answer you've prayed for this for years for an answer to be shown you now it's yeah. been shown it's just not the answer you thought it would be this is the answer you're going to go with this is who you are mm. i mean it was very interesting i i talked about this on my live a little bit ago the next sunday i went to do that sunday morning show everybody was like let's go to brunch i was like where are we going oh they're like what you're not going to church and i was like nah and they were like okay where are we going and then it wasn't until years later that somebody was like okay i gotta ask like you used to wear hair bows and go to church what is going on like who are you um and so after that i was like we're not religious anymore what are we going to do with that and Mm. i kept it to myself for a long time because there is such a stigma or there was at the time this was around 2015 2016 2017 there was that was the big militant atheist era that was the big whenever you would look up atheism on youtube it would be like atheist destroys christian like atheist destroy you know and i didn't want any part of that i used to watch a bunch of that stuff because i did think they made good points but Mm -hmm. i thought their delivery was wrong is unsuccessful i thought their delivery was harmful just as harmful as like all the times I went to see Benny Hinn, you know, like ah. equally as harmful. Girl, road yeah. trips, road trips to see oh Benny Hinn. Oh my gosh. I only saw him on TV. That's I, wild. I saw him so many times live. I saw him more than the concerts I've been to in my lifetime. That is insane. Um, oh and I really just existed like that mm. for a long time um i met i still was friends with a lot of christians um because when i was in college i went to you know mbsf and all those college ministries so i still had friends that were very devout i i dated people who were really devout i dated a guy who went to the moody bible institute but i remember mm, wow. he was the one where i first started to be a little bit more public about it like when we mm. first started dating he's like i'm a christian it's very important to me and i said right up front i was like i am not and it is not important to me and if that's mm. cool with you that's fine like i won't try to keep you from being a christian but i just want you to know yeah. like I basically like don't try to proselytize to me yeah. um and so i remember one day he said he wanted to be a uh a therapist he wanted to be like a, a therapist and he wanted to go into like psychology and he had a very negative reaction to somebody he saw at the pride parade because they were they were cross-dressed and um mm. but he didn't say anything but i saw his face look at them and i was like hey i saw the way that you looked at that guy and he's like yeah and i was like just out of curiosity what bothered you and he was hmm. like well he was wearing like a bra and like a see-through shirt and he was wearing like uh, basically like visible panties but like over shorts he was just dressed very flamboyantly and he was like and i just don't think he's like he had makeup on he had his nails polished and i just don't think that men should dress like that and i was like hmm. okay i said if he came to you as a therapist hmm. and had trouble with his identity what would you say to him? Would you give him psychological advice or would you give him religious advice? Mm. And he was like, well, and it basically like God can help you with your psychological problems. And I was like, but what if somebody came to you and they specified, I am not a Christian and I will not be a Christian. um, So don't bother giving me Christian advice. What would you say to him? And he like, didn't know now granted he was only like 22 or 23 um but that was the first time i'd ever like kind of planted the seed on purpose in somebody's mind to be like that's great that you want to go into mental health but do you want to go into mental health or are you looking for a different way to preach to people Mm. who you think need to be preached to um because i do know a lot of christian therapists and counselors and they're wonderful people they just also happen to be christian like they they Mm -hmm. don't mix the two um but with the way that he went about his life i knew that he needed somebody to tell him maybe it's not always appropriate to mix the two Hmm. and i think i asked him like what if you had a devout muslim come Mm. to your office would you tell them that the root of their psychological issues was you know being a muslim or would you like and and i didn't expect like an answer out of him i just wanted to kind of plant those seeds in his head um and so we 
we didn't last because I felt like he was trying way too hard. He went to one of those Christian schools where like all of his friends were married. So he just wanted to be married. Oh, and man. I could tell that like <laughs> I didn't actually fit anything at all with his life. Yeah. I wasn't even a Christian. Like yeah. baseline number one wasn't even a Christian. And I and I could tell that he was changing a lot of his opinions <laughs> just to fit mine so we could eventually get married. Like oh, wow. I would purposely bring up stuff that he forgot he had told me his opinion on to watch him like flip-flop you know like oh i hate raw jalapeno and he'd be like oh i hate raw jalapeno too like i hate it forgetting that he had already told me how much he loves raw jalapeno or like just that sort of thing um and so i i told him like oh i don't want to get married that's why we're breaking up i should have been more honest with him i should have been like you're changing too much of who you are in order to fit Mm. my agenda and i think you deserve years to figure out who you are before you decide to like marry somebody but i felt like he wouldn't really listen so i was just like i don't want to get married anymore like i think we should break up and he was like devastated you know and i should have in hindsight i should have been much more honest but he was so nice and he was so sweet and i knew that he would argue with me about it i knew he'd be like no like give me a chance i'll I'll change who i am but i'd be like again the reason you're changing right now is because you know that's what i want and like um wow so that was the first time that i'd ever really like seen an opportunity to say anything about it to somebody and like Hmm. potentially change their mind but i never knew if i actually changed his mind or if he changed his mind because he was afraid he was going to be single by the end of the year you know if he like he didn't um which that is such a thing at christian colleges that was at my undergrad college the other right we'd always be like you're getting your mrs degree and it was like we joke about but it's like Oh, actually, that's a very Christian college thing. Yes. Yes. And they were all like 21 and getting married or already married or this or that. Um, Yeah. And so that was the first time I'd ever said it out loud. The podcast, (laughs) the way the podcast got started was last Christmas I got COVID. I'm sorry. I know. Two Christmases in a row. I didn't get to go home this year either. I know. Um, One year anniversary, still got COVID. Um, And I was telling a friend a story about a time that the Duggars like clobbered my ability to play piano at a piano recital. They were so good. We were the same age. It was me and like the three oldest girls, same age. I got up there and played like Mary had a little lamb and they got up and played these like freaking fantastic sonatas complete with like the foot pedals and everything. And I was telling them the story and my friend was just like busting a gut. And she was like, have you ever told anyone this story? And I was like, no, I don't think so. And she's like, you should tell that story somewhere. And then I got COVID and I was like, maybe I can start a podcast about like growing <laughs> up with the Duggars. Maybe people want to hear about that. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, and then I started doing some digging around on Reddit and I found out that like fundy stuff is like a whole era. It's like a whole, yeah. it's a whole thing. Like there's true crime lovers and then there's fundy obsessed people. <laughs> I had no idea. And so then I was like, man, I could do like episode after episode about all these people. And then yeah. I found out about like Fundy Fashion, Fundy Snark, Fundy Food, Fundy like you. And, <laughs> and then I was like, OK, so I made episode one um, and then I made episode two. And then I got on Facebook and I was like, do I know anybody who grew up crazy religious? And one of my former stand up students reached out and she's like, I did a whole set about growing up in a cult. What are you talking about? And I was like, oh, you'd be a perfect <laughs> guest. And it just spiraled from there. It just spiraled. Yes, and then I, I but the most important part was as much as like, I, you know, I love comedy and I love doing things in the name of comedy. The more I started to do research and the more I started to talk to people, the more I realized people have been truly hurt. Yeah. Truly hurt. And and it's yeah. not I, I specify this I try to specify this as often as possible on the podcast. It's not God who hurt them. And it's mm. not Jesus who hurt them. It's religion who hurt them. Mm. It's purity culture who hurt them. It's yeah. a reverend saying that gays are going to hell who hurt them. My podcast is not anti religion. It's not anti I, I should say it's not anti God. It's not anti Jesus. It's not anti Christian. It is very anti-religion if Mm. that makes sense because if you look and i think you actually mentioned this in the last episode we recorded uh, for my podcast most of what screws us up the most about church isn't even in the bible Hmm. but because they're banking on so many of us not actually reading the bible and then those of us who do read the bible and we're like 
I have a question very similar to like what your experience was like I'm confused what does it say they hit us with the metaphor they're like that's Mm. a metaphor they actually meant this and what I noticed was two things happened when the bible was very clear very clear about something like do not do this do not eat this everybody in the baptist church was like no no that's a metaphor Mm. but when the bible was very metaphorical about something they were like that means he hates gays that's what that means and and i and one of my biggest questions was how do we get to decide which parts of these are this ethereal metaphor and which Mm. parts are very clear and the rules just seemed very blurred Mm. And, and tell me if you felt this there was this tension of like but you have to know and you have to be certain of how you think of it did yes. you feel that as well? Yes. Yes. Yeah. You uh, you had to know. If you had a question, you either had to ask your pastor or it was a devil question. Mm-hmm. Um, and whatever answer you got from your pastor needed to be good enough. And if mm. you looked it up, if you wanted a second opinion, it had to be in the direction that your pastor sent you. If oh, that makes sense. Wild. Like research it as long as at the end of this, you're still going to agree that the Bible's right. Do as much research as you want, as long as what you find at the end is that the Bible was correct the whole time. Yes. That's one thing that frustrates me because I focus so much on the deconstructing process. I get so frustrated when Christians, I understand the intent is to try and be more open, but they'll be like, well, deconstruct, but with the, with the goal of reconstructing, don't ever deconstruct without the, and I'm like, if it's false, that should not be your goal because you will not actually deconstruct. Deconstruct, but not really yeah like i don't know it's crazy but anyway yeah Yeah. research as much as you want as long as what you find is the answer that we're all hoping you find yeah yeah it's like it's it's crazy and with apologetics because we've talked about this i thought people were going in questioning as well and so many are like i already think this now i need to have a list of why which is so exactly exactly the funny thing about research is you can find whatever you want to prove your point correct Mm, (laughs) that's one thing i learned in debate is if you are (laughs) determined because in debate we didn't get to pick what side of an argument we were on we found out what the topic was and we found out what side we were going to be on and then we had to research according to that in like 30 minutes so if you want to find evidence that this is the way you'll find it it's yeah. just it might be like a sketchy source or there might be very few <laughs> places that say it or there might be misspellings in the article that you find. Um, and and I feel like religion is very similar. If you mm-hmm. are dead set on leaving Christianity behind, you will find everything you need to yeah. prove yourself right. And if you're dead set on no matter what, you're going to remain a Christian the rest of your life. You will find eons of evidence online articles blogs websites books authors scientists doctors um who will have quotes that tell you everything you need to know in order to stay that way yeah so true okay so you said it's because you can't say no but what keeps you finding people and finding people of different um completely different sides of the spectrum seems like yeah coming like what yeah what motivates it for you um originally it was just raw interest i was just so interested Mm. because i know exactly what it's like to be on both sides of the coin and i know what it's like to be so heavily invested on both sides um i just was fascinated i just wanted to know how many people out there had the exact same experience as me while i thought i was alone in my experience this whole time yeah and then as i started to get more people listening and i started to get comments from people those comments are probably what drives me the most. Like nowadays, I'm probably doing 75% podcast and the rest stand up, if even that much. Wow. In fact, in 2023, I'm probably doing like 90% of the podcast and I don't even have like a show for 2023 booked yet. Uh, that's, that's a lie. Wild. I have one and it's in March. Um, uh, plug. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do but, those shameless um, plugs, please. <laughs> yeah. So what really did it for me, what really did it for me was – I have a friend who's a pastor. Uh, I have two friends. One is a youth pastor and one is just, he was a former um, like adult pastor and now he's a debate coach. We actually met back in our debate days. Okay. And both of them told me that they were comfortable sharing my podcast with their congregation. Wow. I was like, yeah, I was like, no way. And they're like, yeah, I love the idea behind it. They said, I love the diversity of the guests. I love the ideas and the questions. And they said that they listened to the podcast with atheists and they actually use it 
they use the questions and the behaviors and the stories that are told to make sure they don't repeat the same mistakes that those so like when somebody talks about how hurt they were in the church they're like I'm going to make sure that I don't ever treat somebody that way or act that way. Or when somebody says, I've got this question about religion, you know, I've got this gotcha question. Hmm. Um, they write that question down. And they're like, I want to have an answer ready if anybody ever asks me that. Um, wow. And then on the other side of the coin, I started getting people messaging me being like, I wanted to let you know how much I I resonate so hard with the message that you're sending. I'm in a situation where I cannot even subscribe to you on Spotify right now because people cannot see that I subscribe to you on Spotify. But I want you to know that I listen to your episodes and I resonate with your guests and I'm shocked to find out that other people are asking themselves like I've spent my whole life thinking I was the failure I was the only person asking these questions I wasn't good enough for Christianity and listening to your podcast makes me realize other people so many other people who have PhDs who are authors who are Emmy award winners who are like multi-million follower YouTubers they came from the same place so I'm not stuck the the Mm. number of like DMs I get where I'm like (laughs) where the person's like you can literally never tell anybody <laughs> that I wow. listened to this or that I reached out to you. But I wanted to let you know, like, bravo. I can't like your statuses about it. I can't oh, retweet you. I can't subscribe to you. But I want you to know I really appreciate what you're doing. And I've listened to every episode. And it's people, like, that I haven't wow. talked to in 15 years, you know. That's insane. And so, like, that's what does it is, like, yeah. I might post about it and it gets maybe two likes. But the yeah. episode gets 200 views that night. Yeah. So you're, like, somebody's out there checking it out yeah. and and i've also never gotten a negative response to it which is as a comedian That's wild because wow. okay. I, I think i told you on the last episode like yeah. if i ever get on reddit and i have more it's than nice. one notification usually it's not going to be a good day right it's going to okay. be like you're like kill yourself you're fat or whatever i have <laughs> But uh, <laughs> or you don't really know the Duggars. I heard you say that they told you. Yes, right. yeah. Like, you don't yeah, actually know them. You're telling way too many true, verifiable facts about the Duggars. <laughs> therefore, you're a lying fundy snark. Um, <laughs> luckily, uncensored kept me. I don't know if it's the same mods or not, but uh, um, oh, oh, where? Oh, yeah. So I even the people who totally disagree with anything I said in the episode. They're so like welcoming and conversational and like the discourse in my YouTube comments is still so respectful Hmm. and friendly. Like my pastor friends can get on there and be like, well, here's what I think. And my militant atheist followers will be like, well, here's what we think and here's where I disagree with you. But never once has it devolved into like, well, F you like burn in hell or whatever. It's it's like and so I feel like I feel really good about it. I I was telling Hmm. my boyfriend when I do stand up. It feels funny. It feels entertaining, but I'm not. I'm not changing anybody's life. Yeah. I'm not making a difference in any way. They're laughing and they're forgetting about it, which is totally mm. fine. But I got a comment once from somebody who said he really enjoyed an episode I did with my friend who is um, a former Elijah Muhammad Muslim. He oh, said wow. that we were the only podcast he could find about anyone who had deconstructed from Elijah Muhammad and he like he'd never seen anyone talk about it yeah just that sort of thing where you're like oh like my one guest who's my buddy we had a great time he's another comedian we chit-chatted about it somebody literally got on youtube and was like former elijah muhammad muslim does this exist and then boop shows up right there yeah that's wild so like while i don't think i'm you know i'm not gonna like end the war in ukraine or anything like that it's it's wonderful to think like wow, like people are listening to this and it's making a difference. And I've met a couple yeah. people in real life who didn't realize that I was the host of that podcast and yeah. were listeners of the podcast. Like one of my students That's right cool. now, one of my, <laughs> yeah, one of my stand-up students right now, I literally just had her in class last night for the first time. She emailed me this morning and she's like, I just Googled you. I've listened to your podcast. She's like, That's I did cool. it. She's like, I've listened to your podcast. Um, wow. Yeah. So it's like, and it's only been a year. You know, yeah. so like I said earlier, doesn't mean that I'm going to make it to 2024 without somebody calling me a dumb bitch or something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, it might right. happen um, without somebody yeah. like sending a link and tattling to my old pastor or something. Um, yeah. Maybe I'll get sued by the Duggars or something. But because, <laughs> man, I talk about them all the time, all the time. And I never say anything mean, though. That's why I got yeah. kicked off Fundy Snark or no, yeah. Fundy 
yeah funny snark yeah you weren't too mean you weren't mean enough for that yeah yeah i didn't have anything i have nothing but good things to say about them when they were kids like obviously some of them have taken a left turn but i didn't know then um yeah yeah, they were like was he was he like a weirdo creep when you were a kid i'm like no he was literally just a 10 year old boy like i don't know what you want me to say um but yeah so basically it's it just it's kind of like a new purpose for me and I just find mm. so much joy in meeting people. I've met so many cool people that yeah. I just want to keep meeting people and just see what happens. It's literally just the yeah. most interesting social experiment I've ever been a part of. Oh my gosh. I feel like we're the same person. Yeah. And I you can't. know, you know that that's happening with your podcast too. Yeah. You know, there are people that are listening to it. I think yeah. the only edge that you might have is that you identify as a christian so yeah. people won't be maybe in as much trouble for listening right. to it exactly um, no that's very true that's very yeah. true and i am so interested in how you find the balance between letting someone have their voice and sometimes i feel like they try to convince you that i haven't seen all or seen and heard all your episodes but some of them i'm like i think they're trying to like convert her maybe and and you don't ever seem threatened and you don't ever seem um like you ever get put in a corner from what i've seen and like how do you do you ever feel that tension maybe that maybe that's something christians kind of uniquely feel because there is still this underlying threat of like but i'm supposed to have the answer and like i'm supposed to but do you do you have a hard time juggling especially when you maybe disagree with a viewpoint how does that work on your show um yeah, so I've I've never felt ever like I was put in a corner because I think one, I think my debate background um mm. helps with that. Two, the idea that I don't think I'm 100% right about anything helps. Mm, um yeah. like just because I'm 100% about how I believe, I don't pretend like that's correct. Yeah. That's just how I I like when we talk about the actual word belief and the definition of belief, I 100% believe what I believe. I do not think it is a hundred percent correct and foolproof but Mm. my my belief my core body undeniable belief is what i believe you know like the Mm. true you know christians and faith talk a lot about belief um and if we're talking about like true belief that is what i believe but um one i i don't find any shame at all in admitting that i'm wrong about something i think a lot of discourse and argumentation comes from people who are embarrassed about being incorrect or embarrassed about being proven wrong um but if you're like i go into every single interview basically ready to be proven wrong at any minute like i don't think Mm. i'm wrong but i'm not going to be embarrassed about it i'll still post the episode you know um that helps a lot also People who I have on my podcast that don't agree with me, that come from an opposite side, they tend to listen to a few episodes before they're on and mm. they come in real relaxed because because <laughs> they yeah, know. Because <laughs> when I first reach out, I have, I've gotten a lot of no's. You mentioned yeah. you've never gotten a no. I've gotten a lot of no's. Really? I yeah. have. I have. Um, That's wild. And so I think people get my initial email. They sit on it for like a day. They yeah. listen to some of my episodes and then they're like, oh, she's not going to attack me. So yeah. then they come in real chill because yeah. they've already and a lot of times with my um, so I have a Google Doc for people I reach out to who are religious and I have a Google Doc for people I reach out to that are non-religious and mm. I have links to episodes that I think might interest them. Um, so that way they're not going in with like whoever the most recent guest is in case they're like a militant atheist. Yeah, um, that's a good idea. So it's like taking um, notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So for example, one of my most recent guests is um, the Geek Preacher. And he okay. he basically preaches through D&D. Okay. Um, and he told me, he's like, the only reason I agreed to do your podcast is because I listened and I saw that you had other preachers and other religious people and you were really nice to them. And he's like, mm. I decided I really wanted to be a part of that. Oh, um that's so beautiful but i do get a lot of no's i get a lot of no's that's usually crazy. from more religious people which i completely understand because they go on my podcast first of all the word fundy kind of doesn't sit well with a lot of people they think yeah. some people think that's like a slur but i'm like i grew up that way i can use the word right, right. <laughs> um but also like uh, i've had one person say they didn't want to be a part of it because they didn't like the word fundy um i've had a couple people decline being a part of it because they said yes originally and they weren't quite done processing their experience enough yet to like get on camera and talk about it and then a lot of authors who have written very popular christian books they're uh they're um 
their like front desk ladies are like thank you for the opportunity but no um uh, I, like it never got I, to them <laughs> right right so. i had a guy who published a very very uh inflammatory book talking all sorts of smack about um atheist declined to be on the podcast because he claims he doesn't remember like he hasn't read his book recently enough i don't remember even what i said in that book but i think i think instead he was like because mm. like even when i have somebody on i don't let them get away with stuff like mm. if i read an article and that article makes me want to talk to that person i don't let them pretend like they didn't say exactly what they yeah. said like i'll read their article back to them and be like but that's not that's not what you said yeah. in the article but i won't like i won't attack them it's just like yeah we are both adults and we're being honest here and what you're saying right now does not match what you said right here. And I'll yeah. read it to you if you would like. Um, but I do the same thing with non-religious people as well. Yeah. They just tend to be more um, – uh, they tend to be less guarded. They just tend mm. to already be coming in ready to like – for me to talk smack to them and them to talk smack to me like because we're just used to having this kind of conversation. Um, yeah. I don't think an atheist has ever been worried that I was going to attack them on my podcast yeah. <laughs> without listening to some episodes. That's I think. so interesting. Oh, yeah. But also, like, I think part of it also has to do with the whole, like, you and I, we've been artists on the internet before. So there's nothing they yeah. can say to me that hasn't been said to me before in the comments of, like, a YouTube video, you know? Yeah. It's like, it does what are they going to do? Like, call me an ugly slut? Like, get in line. Uh, <laughs> get, oh, you know? my God. <laughs> so, yeah. you know. Uh, now, I will say there is an episode I haven't posted yet because of audio problems, not because oh, no. of the content. But that's the closest to being shook and not quite knowing what to say that I've ever been also, which is oh. why I really want to get it out. But the audio on his side is like, it's so hard to hear the quality. Oh, so I've been yeah. working for a couple of weeks on like trying to fix the audio. Um, yeah. He said some things that weren't even about religion that were concerning. And I remember I called my brother and I was like, his ideas on things like autism were very... Oh. Um, I thought unsavory and I rem okay. I called my brother and I was like by making this episode I I, I didn't debate him but I did like I debated him in a very pleasant um, way that I felt like he didn't realize I was debating with him I would say yeah. like now you believe this but what would you say to this argument yes. and he would respond and I'm like great but what would you say if somebody were to say instead of saying I think I think I think I would say what if someone were yeah. to say how do you approach people who think and then you give them the exact same argument that you think um yeah. but i remember talking to my brother i'm like even though i make it very clear that i don't agree with him and even though i feel like i asked him very pointed questions is it toxic to give him a platform hmm. because of his beliefs yeah and my brother said that as long as at the beginning so i like to i like to um put um organizations to fund through like the monetization of the episodes so like okay. a lot of times you listen to an episode and it'll be like oh this one is sponsoring such and such he said yeah. that i should use all of the proceeds to sponsor an autism research foundation oh, he's I like make sure that, that. yeah and he what said and idea. up top remind your audience that your podcast is about people with differing opinions having discourse yeah. and discussion not about convincing them to agree with the guest and I'm like, that's a good idea. Um, but that's the closest to like, he said something and I thought it was a joke and I realized and he was wasn't. being dead serious. And I asked him for clarification and he like repeated the opinion. And I was just like, wow. And so I was just like stunned speechless a little bit. And I was like, but what you're not saying is this, 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 right? And he was like, no, I'm saying this, this, this. And I was just like, oh, wow. You know, I was like, whoa. And and I and that one, that's the only one I've ever wrestled with was I'm like, at yeah. what point are you giving someone toxic a platform, even if it's to negate everything they say? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And it you wasn't know, it, even the religious part. Yeah. That's wild. It's not the same thing. But when I was doing starting this podcast because it was ending my degree, I felt a similar tension because I was like, is it obvious enough that I'm still a Christian? You know, because you feel like, well, who's going to hear and think? yeah they're on their side or something which is and in some ways maybe there's more pressure for like someone of a christian background because of that but that is dealing with like a real life 
I don't know that that would be wild but I do yeah. I don't know you don't need unsolicited advice I think posting no, it would yeah, not go for it. would not be bad because people need to know like what do you do when you encounter something like that too and you would what be giving an actual example of how to engage without anyway being disrespectful yeah. so man but wow that's so brave I don't know it's so brave to well, see all the different conversations you get into it's well and it's it's so interesting and even that guy even that guy had a wonderful time and like emailed me and was like I'd love to be back even though I thought (laughs) I thought I was like arguing with this man and I thought I was like knocking down what he was saying he he had a great and I found him on very inflammatory um videos like I found like he (laughs) I knew he was notorious before I had him on but I'd never none of them were about social issues they were all about the existence of God and so I prepped for like two weeks on like everything I knew he was going to say like everything but I was not ready for to open the floodgates on like how he feels about autism and like how he feels about autistic people and like certain like medical uh responses that he had being a doctor um and that was what i wasn't prepared for so that's even when you do your homework and you do your research um that's the only one where i've ever been like i'm a little bit shook by that like (laughs) yeah when i hung up from the zoom i just like sat here for a second and that's when i called my brother i was like am i (laughs) am i being problematic if i release this episode and then i just happened to listen back to it and i'm like oh his audio is so bad so i'm working on it and i will post it um and i might just have to post it the way it is i might not be able to fix it but there will definitely be like heavy disclaimers that are like i do not feel the way that this man feels Yeah. (laughs) yeah that is crazy wow okay so cool so much i feel like it's just really interesting because we're very similar we're so similar i can't like, even uh, and let me can i ask you something even though i just asked you like a million yeah, something <laughs> like an hour ago um what is so you you have mentioned a few times you're like oh you get like these and like these guests um what's stopping you from reaching out to <clears throat> certain people are you More, like intimidated so, um children <laughs> having children yes is really yeah. it it is tough to, I mean, you saw when we tried to plan a single day to record, I was like, um, yeah. this date, actually, no, not that date. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's that really more sense. of it. And yeah. And I, weirdly, I'm like, we are meeting in an alternate universe because I'd like teach piano lessons and you talk about the piano lessons with the Duggars and I'm like, it's just, and I teach a lot of, um, not a lot right now, but like Latter Day Saints, which yep. anyways, it's just so interesting. So there's just a lot going on right now. Yeah. And I told you that I was avoiding a call from the Latter Day Saints yes, by being I on know. the podcast. <laughs> it's like, I'm glad to help. No, <laughs> but I just, I love it too. More, far more than I expected. Like, which is funny because I, I think I am more introverted, but there's something about talking about this one-on-one to, with people that I'm like, there's nothing I don't like that. I cannot think of a single thing I would rather talk about literally which is interesting and i yeah. didn't know that about myself me until neither. I did it. yeah me it's neither so weird. i've bonded with so many people over yeah. even people like we we aren't on the same side of the coin we just yeah. bond over our experience and like asking people questions yeah i'm i totally agree like yeah. i feel like we are kindred spirits i yeah. feel like i feel like we were we were parallel and then at a certain point we took a different direction in terms of how yeah. we decided to go and then we stayed yeah. parallel after that. Yeah. We were like, okay, yeah. so like you're, you're taking the Christian route. I'm taking the atheist route. But then we stayed parallel after that. Like same guests yeah. work, same same questions yeah. we're curious about. Like we have the same intent. Um, yeah. And that's yeah. why I liked your podcast so much because I was like, she gets it. She mm. gets it. It's not about it's like so Christian destroys atheist or whatever. Like atheist yeah. wins this argument. It's like, mm. just tell me your story. I'm curious about it. Yeah, exactly. Well, before we finish, I do want to ask, now that I'm like, yeah, we're so chill. This is kind of an apologetics-y question, but I am genuinely curious about this. And I'm curious about it because we both would put the word agnostic in front of our, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, what's our term, I guess, agnostic atheist, agnostic Christian. So um, Dylan, in the first episode that I had in season one, Mm -hmm. said one thing that really bothered him about Christianity was when he would watch debates very often when people were asked what would change your mind right the Christian would say nothing and then the atheist would say evidence and so I've I've thought about that and I thought about that as an agnostic because I often will say like I am open to changing my mind 
But then I'm like, what would change it? What would the, you know, and it's hard to pinpoint, I think when you're talking about things that can't be like scientifically proven or disproven, I would say, but it's hard to think of what would prove something because it's like, well, we have to take our best guess to a degree, you know, but for you being open, is there anything in particular you could think of that would change your mind, even if it wasn't to like Christianity, but change your position yeah. or yeah. do you not know? <laughs> because it's yeah, okay. no, that's kind of where I am. <laughs> I absolutely think so. And I'm glad you brought him up because he actually articulated this in a way that I literally audibly went, that's how to explain this. Like he explained it so well. I literally, I was like doing my makeup when I was listening to it and I went, oh, like he verbalized this so well. So he said, you know, God shows up and God's like, hello, I'm God. And he's Mm -hmm. like, I believe in you now. I believe that you're God, but I still don't worship you because I don't Mm -hmm. like the way that you set the rules. That's how I feel. Okay. If God were to speak to me, if he were like, I'm God, I would, I'd believe AF, right? I'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> I am now, uh, I am now, um, yeah. a, a, what's, a, I'm a deist now. There yeah. is a God. He's real. Um, but if he confirmed in that moment that the rules of the Christian Bible are real, I'd mm. be like, that sucks. Mm. Yeah. Sorry. Like, that's rough. Like, are we talking Old Testament? Or are we talking New Testament? <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Um, because, like, there are just so many that if if you are a fundamentalist, if you believe in mm-hmm. the fundamentalist, the literal word of the Bible, there are so many just terrible, terrible things. Now, I totally understand that a lot of Christians have entirely different um, perspectives. And I've actually learned so much. If I had met some of my guests earlier in life, I'd probably still be a Christian because I'm like, mm. oh, that makes sense. Like, I like the yeah. way and and it doesn't at all come across as like dodging reality it doesn't at all come across as like no no they didn't mean that what they actually mean is they have very well thought out ways of interpreting scripture that i had never been exposed to before and i'm like that Mm. is a great interpretation but if the if god came down and he was like the bible is real what it says is how i want it to be even if it doesn't make a lot of sense i would believe in god and i would be devastated that that's god I'd be devastated. Mm. It's like when you're not supposed to meet your favorite celebrity. I'd be like, well, damn, like, God, like I'm already too late. I'm not going to make it. So I already know what's coming for me, which sucks. But, uh, you know, (laughs) like, I don't know. But at the same time, I'd breathe a little bit of a sigh of relief because I was saved when I was nine years old. And as long as I ask forgiveness, (laughs) I'm still making the boat. I'm still making, if the Bible's true, then once I was saved, once I asked Jesus into my heart, all I got to do is apologize for all the stuff I've done, all the episodes I've published since then. I'll still make the boat. It's like the Titanic. There you go. Oh, my gosh. Like, I might be the last the last level of the boat they allow to get on the lifeboats, but I'll make it. Yeah, with the frozen legs. I might be on that door, but I'll make it. Yeah. Sydney, thank you so much. Thank you so no much for problem. coming on. This was no great. No problem. Thanks for I, having me. Yes. Can you tell our listeners where we can find you? Yes, yes. Um, if you're looking for fundy stuff, you can find me on Spotify, Amazon, Apple. Um, oh, there's another one that Deezer. I'd never heard oh, of. Oh, I've Deezer. heard of Deezer. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. You can also find Growing Up Fundy on YouTube. You can find it on my personal website, SydneyDavisJr.com. Um, you can find it on Reddit, r slash Growing Up Fundy. And we're also on Discord now. And so if you oh, join cool. the Reddit or the Discord, um, you'll find a form where I take guest recommendations. So if you want to be a guest, um, I've uh, the episode I just released most recently is a guest I met through the form. Um, or if you want to nominate somebody, if you're like there is a YouTuber or a regular everyday person or a pastor I really want you to talk to, put them through. I reach out to every single person on the form. Wow. Um, so nominate them, nominate yourself. Um, and then if you're, if you want to follow the other half of my life, um, I'm on TikTok. I'm on every platform as Sydney Davis Jr. Jr. Instagram.com, Twitter, TikTok, 
Um, yes. Oh, Fundy has a TikTok as well. Oh. Uh, growing up, Fundy. But um, you can find me on like if you find me on TikTok, all it's going to be is me making fun of Prince William for like the last like six videos. <laughs> so if that's not what you're into, don't worry about it. It's okay. Um, and if you like parrot content, I post a lot of videos with my parrot Picasso dancing. So oh, that's yes. where you get all the best parrot content. I love that, and we will link those in our show notes. Ah, this has been great. Thank you this so has been much. Wonderful. Yes, thank you. I've had such a wonderful time, and I really hardcore respect the work that you're doing and i really appreciate your podcast and um everybody i was gonna say check out her podcast but they're listening to (laughs) it right now they're doing it yes and likewise check out growing up fundy If this episode was meaningful to you, please consider supporting the show at patreon.com slash deconstructing the myth so that episodes like today's keep coming.